Don Vanetta, please take us back 21 months ago, October 11th, 2021. What happened that day? Raiders coach John Gruden announced that day he was resigning as head coach. Welcome back to Monday Night Football, where we have breaking news out of Las Vegas, where moments ago, the Las Vegas Raiders and John Gruden officially parted ways. New reaction coming in after the sudden resignation of Las Vegas Raiders head coach John Gruden. It was a result of two stories that were released, one from the Wall Street Journal on Friday, October 8th, 2021, and one published by the New York Times on Monday, October 11th, 2021. An explosive investigation by the New York Times revealing emails they described as misogynistic and homophobic, and that he used this language over several years to denigrate people around the game and to mock some of the league's momentous changes. Both stories were exclusives. They were based on emails that these newspapers had obtained that Gruden had written way back in 2011 while he was working for ESPN as a Monday night football analyst. The emails contained homophobic, misogynistic, and racist language directed at, among other people, Commissioner Roger Goodell and the Players Union Executive Director, Demora Smith. And when we're talking about the racism here, we're talking about the racist language in an email to the president of the commanders, Bruce Allen, talking about Demora Smith, the head of the Players Union. He used ugly, racist language in an email sent back in 2011 to Bruce Allen. And the publication of that email by the Wall Street Journal leaked anonymously, set in motion the demise of John Gruden's career. And he will likely never coach again. Why is it something you're focusing on now? Well, it's a big issue for the National Football League because John Gruden has filed a lawsuit against both Goodell and the league, and Gruden has been winning every one of those court decisions. Mm. But really, it came down to a question that we tried to find out. It's the same one that Gruden is trying to find out in a Nevada courtroom, and that is, how did these outlets get these emails in the first place? Who leaked them? who authorized the leaks, and most importantly, why. For the majority of NFL fans, John Gruden's ouster as the head coach of the Raiders likely fell off the radar many, many months ago. A distant memory of the high-profile coach whose private, offensive emails became public, ending his tenure. But at the center of the entire episode was a puzzling curiosity. How exactly did an obscure set of emails, some a decade old, wind up in the hands of reporters? So today, Don Van Natta Jr. helps us pull at the threads of this mystery. He tells us what might have motivated whoever it was that leaked Gruden's emails and why the fallout extends far beyond the former Raiders head coach. I'm Jeremy Schaaf. It's Wednesday, July 12th. This is ESPN Dale. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? 
Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. So, Don, these emails that John Gruden sent that led to his resignation as the head coach of the Raiders, they weren't part of some investigation into any behavior on his part. So where did they come from? How were they discovered and then disseminated? Well, you have to go back to the summer of 2020. Washington, D.C. attorney Beth Wilkinson was hired by the Washington commanders to conduct an investigation of toxic workplace culture inside the front office of the commanders. It was a move intended by Dan Snyder to keep the league office at an arm's distance. But the league quickly assumed control of Wilkinson's inquiry and secretly struck an accord with Snyder's team. That accord was called a common interest agreement that the owner mm. league would share all evidence and material collected and that neither the NFL nor Snyder would release any information from the inquiry without the other's consent. Now, none of Wilkinson's specific findings about Snyder or the front office were ever released despite assurances she had given witnesses, including former team cheerleaders, that the full report would be made public. In fact, no written report exists after this 10-month investigation, and we now know Wilkinson delivered the report orally to Commissioner Goodell. So once her work is complete, Jeremy, Wilkinson turned over an estimated 650,000 commander's emails over to the league. And it's in that batch of 650,000 emails that the Gruden emails were discovered. Yes, Seth Workersham and I discovered that NFL personnel sifted through them and flagged some of them, specifically the misogynistic, racist, over-the-top emails that Gruden sent years earlier. After that, the only time the emails ever came up was in gossipy conversations among owners and executives in the summer of 2021 leading into the fall of that year. Only a handful of league staff, mostly in the NFL's legal department, had access to these emails. And sources told us there was no serious discussion about the emails in the league office until early October 2021. So there are these emails, Don, right, which ultimately lead to the resignation of John Gruden. Uh, this coach who's got a $100 million contract in his second stint with the Raiders. There's this investigation of Dan Snyder going on. Beth Wilkinson has obtained these emails. So how do they get to the media, to the journal, and to the Times? Well, Jeremy, interviews that we conducted over months with executives, lawyers, agents, league and team officials reveal that a larger cast of people may have played a role in the leaking. And those accused by the sources include the league office, including Roger Goodell, a high-profile league consultant, and the leader of the NFL Players Association. Now, I want to be clear, the actual leakers' identities remain unknown, 
but lawyers and executors are pointing to each other and are reporting like a circular firing squad. There's plenty of smoke, but no smoking gun. Everyone who knew about the emails, however, had apparent motives to leak them. So who are the suspects? Well, we have multiple sources, Jeremy, saying that the NFL was involved in leaking these emails. Hmm. Top NFL executives, including Commissioner Roger Goodell. Sources, including one in ownership, told us that NFL executives approved the release of some emails. We also have four owners telling us directly that they believe Goodell was personally involved. Now, NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy repeated the league's denial to us, the one they've made both in public and in legal responses in the Gruden lawsuit, that they were not responsible for any of the leaks. Neither the NFL nor the commissioner leaked Coach Gruden's offensive emails, McCarthy told us. Why does Gruden think the league would want those emails out there? Gruden believes that Goodell had it out for him for years. He has a long list of reasons that go back to the time when he was in the booth at Monday Night Football uh, as a color commentator. He believes that Goodell saw him as a potential threat he was running around the league, Jeremy, bad-mouthing Goodell, not just the way he did in these emails using homophobic language, but saying that Goodell should not be commissioner. He had a long laundry list of complaints and believed that once Goodell was presented with an opportunity to get rid of him, Goodell seized it. And in a statement to ESPN, Gruden told us, it's ridiculous the league thought they could cherry-pick emails from years ago when I wasn't even a coach and try to end my career. He added, at a minimum, I deserve the opportunity to respond and receive some due process. But there are others who might have benefited or might have been motivated to leak the emails, right, Don? Yes, well, Dan Snyder is also on that list. We were told by sources, Jeremy, that Snyder's motives for leaking were to deflect blame for the toxicity of his workplace, and also, interestingly, to try to curry favor with Roger Goodell by giving the commissioner a chance to eliminate Gruden, mm. this longtime antagonist who, as I said, had publicly badmouthed the commissioner for more than a decade. The hope one source said was that the leaks would, quote, divert attention from the situation with Snyder and give room for everybody to lay down their swords. This was a hatchet job, a gift wrapped by Snyder for Goodell to get back into Goodell's good graces on the suspension. Jean Medina, the commander's spokeswoman, declined to answer any of our questions about the leaks, but she issued a statement saying that ownership is working constructively with the league to finalize the sale of the Washington commanders mm. to the Josh Harris group and will continue to support the organization through the transition process. All right, Don, you've been laying out this evidence for whoever leaked these emails. Goodell, Snyder, among the possibilities, who else is on that list? Who else might have had reason to be involved? Well, the first one is Demoris Smith, the players union chief, who at the time of him receiving this Gruden email, it was a single one, horribly racist language used by Gruden to describe Demoris Smith back in 2011. When Demora Smith received that in October of 2021, he was actually in danger of losing his job. Mm. And so 
a source that we have with firsthand knowledge said with hopes of winning sympathy in a vote that was upcoming about whether he was going to get a contract extension, Smith authorized that first leak to the Wall Street Journal. And it's important to point out that that story, written by Andrew Beaton of the Wall Street Journal, was published on the very same day that players, 32 player reps for all of the NFL teams, were considering granting DeMora Smith a contract extension. Mm. And so just a few hours after that story breaks in the Wall Street Journal, that big exclusive, the player reps voted on DeMora Smith's future, and Smith was granted an extension of his contract by one vote. Mm. And, and why had Smith been skating on thin ice? He had been seen by some uh, NFL owners, and this is actually something that Wickersham and I reported uh, in the early part of 2021, he was seen by some owners as an asset to them. That two consecutive collective bargaining agreements that Smith was in charge of, he was seen by some owners favorably as somebody that the league very easily outmaneuvered Smith on. And he received a lot of criticism among NFLPA union members over that perception. And so the belief among some, Jeremy, and I want to stress that, is that uh, owners and league executives saw Smith as an asset and wanted him to continue as executive director of the NFLPA. So what you're saying, Don, just to be clear, is DeMora Smith himself had a motive for having these emails leaked. Maybe he just wanted John Gruden to be exposed for what he had said. But you're saying there's also the possible motivation that it would create a kind of backlash that would result in support for him with this vote. That's what an owner told uh, an associate, that the league hoped that the emails would help Smith survive. Want to be really clear here that DeMora Smith received word of this email sometime the week that the Wall Street Journal broke the story. He heard about it directly from Roger Goodell that week. Uh, now, it's unclear exactly what the chain of custody was that week with our sourcing, Jeremy. Uh, and I want to also be very clear that Smith declined to speak with either me or my colleague Seth Wickersham for this story, uh, as did uh, the union spokesman, George Atala. Was there any kind of denial? No denial. Just declined to talk with us. So it's both the possibility that Smith himself leaked the email you're talking about and the possibility that the league leaked it with Smith's knowledge to benefit him, to boost him. Both things are, are possible, but we do have a source with firsthand knowledge who told us that Smith directly told him in a bragging way, I leaked the email. Mm. So Morris Smith, the league itself, what about anyone outside the NFL offices who might have had some motivation for seeing these emails in national newspapers? Well, there was a name that we heard from multiple fronts, both legal sources around the defense of Dan Snyder, as well as people deep inside the league office itself. And that person is Desiree Perez. Hmm. Desiree Perez is the CEO of Jay-Z's firm, Rock Nation. It's a firm that has a $25 million consulting contract to help the NFL with social justice messaging uh, that was signed back in 2019. 
It's also a firm that's represented by Reed Smith. Reed Smith is a New York law firm that we are told was also involved in this operation to facilitate the leaks. And so what we were told by multiple sources, Jeremy, is that Desiree Perez helped facilitate the leaks in hopes of giving the league a win on a racial issue. And tell me more about Desiree Perez and her history. Well, her job at Rock Nation is to try to help the league after fallout from 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick and a small group of players who kneeled in protest during the national anthem back in 2017. We were told Patriots owner Robert Kraft connected Jay-Z and Rock Nation to Commissioner Goodell. Top league executives and at least a few owners believe that the alliance has worked. Beyond the more than $250 million the NFL has raised to commit towards social justice causes. The partnership also gave Rock Nation CEO Desiree Perez an open door to the league office. Now, Perez has overcome a criminal past. In 1994, she'd been arrested for conspiracy to distribute narcotics. She's been a DEA informant, and she served nine months in prison for a parole violation. But she's got far past all of it, to build a reputation as one of entertainment's most powerful executives. Mm. She's also, by the way, among the dozens of convicted felons that was pardoned by President Trump a day before he left office. Now, we heard nothing but positive things about Perez from some quarters, about her brilliance, and also the fact she can sometimes be ruthless on behalf of her clients and her causes, but she also, we were told by people in the league office, Jeremy, that she sometimes has an abrasive manner that caught some league executives off guard. A source said Perez, though, most of all, saw in these Gruden emails the chance to help Roger Goodell. And we have this quote from the source. Goodell and the league wanted to off Gruden mm. and seem like they were tough on racism. This was a gift. Perez has an open door policy in the league office, multiple sources told us. And Goodell seemed to appreciate and trust Perez. He invites her to key meetings. It's an action that mystified some owners and executives. A former NFL official told us the NFL became afraid of Rock Nation. Mm. The partnership has been a mess, a former league official now says. So Desiree Perez, who's the CEO of Rock Nation, has this relationship with the league, but she also has a relationship specifically with the Washington Commanders. Well, that's what's so intriguing about her alleged role here. Desiree Perez became a trusted confidant to both Dan and Tanya Snyder. She also sits on the board of the Commanders. Hmm. Now, I want to be clear that Desiree Perez was given multiple opportunities to speak with me over a course of weeks. She declined every one of my invitations to talk. A lawyer for Desiree Perez sent a letter to an ESPN lawyer denying that she had anything to do with the Gruden leaks and even insisting that Desiree Perez knew nothing about them. And Jeremy, Rock Nation and Snyder are both clients of the New York law firm Reed Smith. It's a firm that has a well-earned reputation for taking an aggressive approach on behalf of famous clients. And one of those famous clients was Alex Rodriguez. Mm. And Perez played a central role there. 
when Reed Smith leaked documents to reporters and put private investigators on now MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred to help A-Rod's lawsuit against Major League Baseball. Two sources told us that the same playbook was used with the Gruden emails leak. Jordan Siv is a partner at Reed Smith. He said the firm never leaked any of the emails and that neither Dan Snyder nor anyone on his or the team's behalf ever requested or authorized that Reed Smith do so. Any assertion to the contrary is false, Siv told us. Coming up, John Gruden's lawsuit against the NFL and why he's threatening to, quote, burn it all down. Picture this. You arrive at your hotel. You have an important online meeting lined up with clients from all across the country. You have your laptop open, ready to begin. And the Wi-Fi is so terrible, you can't even connect. These type of stressful situations happen all the time, but they don't have to. When you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you have access to their free high-speed Wi-Fi. So you can take care of those critical emails, join your meetings on time, and even unwind by streaming your favorite shows without having to worry. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. So we've been talking about these emails. John Gruden resigned in October 2021, 21 months ago. What has he been up to? Well, Gruden knows he'll probably never be a head coach again. He is consulting right now for the Saints, helping tutor veteran quarterback Derek Carr. But after he resigned and ended a 27-year coaching career in disgrace, he reached an undisclosed settlement with the Raiders for the remaining seven years of his record 10-year $100 million contract. Mm. And in a matter of just about 10 days, Jeremy, Gruden filed a lawsuit accusing Roger Goodell and the NFL of leaking his emails to harm his reputation and force him out, something, as we've been saying, league officials have repeatedly and adamantly denied. Yes. Yeah, so what's going on with the lawsuit now, Don? Well, you know, the league initially expressed confidence that Gruden's lawsuit would be easily dismissed in a courtroom in Nevada, but Gruden has won every court motion against the NFL since. The league has tried to move the case to arbitration. That's its venue of choice where they can do things behind closed doors in secrecy. 
Uh, League-friendly lawyers are usually in charge of the proceedings and nothing is made public. But two courts in Nevada have rejected the NFL's attempts to get Gruden's lawsuit sent to arbitration. Gruden's case is now on appeal before the Nevada Supreme Court. It's really the NFL's last chance to put the case behind closed doors and a ruling is expected late this year. So for Gruden, with the lawsuit, is it about revenge? Is there some kind of redemption he's looking for? Or is it, or is it just remuneration, more money? Gruden insists it has nothing to do with money. But of course, a lot of people who file lawsuits will insist that. He says he will not settle the lawsuit for any amount. Mm. He intends to burn the house down, in his words, to reveal the truth about who ordered the leaks that ended his career. Gruden has also recently told friends and associates, Jeremy, that Goodell pushed the code red against him. The former coach often says Goodell executed the kill shot on his career, a bullet to the head, in his words. Gruden told an associate recently, this was a massive hit job. And he often says that Bruce Allen told him the 650,000 emails, quote, incriminate everyone in the league. Don, earlier you mentioned how Gruden, to some extent, has been a thorn in Goodell's side for a long time. What specifics did you uncover about the relationship between these two men? Gruden insists that Goodell has wanted him out of the league for years. Uh, we have reporting in our story, Jeremy, that the bad blood goes back to when Gruden was in the Monday night football booth, the end of 2011. He was critical of a flag and was called the following week by Goodell to come to the NFL league office and meet with John Madden and Jeff Fisher to be tutored on player safety. This outraged Gruden who said, wait a minute, Madden and Fisher are going to lecture me about player safety in the NFL. He refused to go. He then had another bad run in just a few years later when he was invited to go to the league office and sit down with who he felt was going to be Goodell to actually talk about youth football. Instead, Goodell, as Gruden tells people, blew him off, didn't show up. A younger assistant met with Gruden. Goodell only came in very briefly to say hello and walk out. That infuriated Gruden. And as we say, Gruden has gone around the league for years, bad-mouthing Goodell to anybody who would listen. He believes that Goodell did this because of all of those past incidents and the past bad-mouthing that he's done. And this was a chance in Gruden's mind for Goodell to execute, as he puts it, the kill shot on his career. So it's now been three years, almost exactly three years since those Washington Post stories about the toxic workplace culture in Washington. And since then, there's just been this thicket of investigations, criminal investigations, civil investigations, uh, lawsuits for the NFL and Roger Goodell. Where are they now with all of this? Well, interestingly, Jeremy, within days of the leaks, Congress opened an investigation into Snyder the allegations of sexual harassment and financial improprieties, but it was also an investigation into the NFL and Roger Goodell's handling of the Wilkinson investigation. And we had a source tell us that if it was not for these leaks, Congress never would have opened that investigation. 
If Congress had never opened that investigation, a source close to Snyder said he would have been free and clear mm. of this scandal. Because as we know, Jeremy, that investigation was nothing but bad news for Dan Snyder. In February 2022, several former Washington employees spoke at a congressional roundtable. One woman named Tiffany Johnston alleged she had been sexually harassed by Snyder at a team dinner. That revelation caused the NFL to hire Mary Jo White, the former U.S. attorney and head of the Securities and Exchange Commission, to conduct a new inquiry of Dan Snyder. And White's report, the findings of which Goodell has pledged repeatedly to release publicly, is expected soon. Release them even if Dan Snyder is no longer an owner in the league. That is very possible. Uh, Seth Wickersham and I reported just a couple of months ago that Snyder was negotiating behind closed doors with the league to try to keep that report's findings from ever being made public. I don't believe that's going to happen, but you never know. Dan Snyder, of course, famously said, well, he said he would never change the name of the team. He changed the name of the team. He said he would never <laughs> sell the team. He's in the process of selling the team, but it's not finalized. Where does it stand now? Well, on July 20th, the NFL owners are expected to approve the sale of the commanders by Dan Snyder to the Josh Harris group. Uh, $6.05 billion is the amount that Snyder will get. It is a record amount for an American sports franchise. Uh, but Snyder is getting the fate he never wanted. This is a team that he grew up rooting for, Jeremy, and very soon he is going to be a former NFL owner. And many people we spoke with said this whole leaking issue was the catalyst to his eventual sale of the team. Although multiple people paid a price, or still could, for a series of leaks that continue to roil the NFL, no one suffered a larger blow than Dan Snyder. A source close to Snyder told us he was free and clear that October. He just had to wait out a suspension and let everything blow over. But him greenlighting these leaks and setting all these leaks in motion were, we were told, were, quote, a major miscalculation. Without the leaks, he might just have survived. If it was Snyder. But John Gruden, among others, <laughs> believes it wasn't Snyder. That's right. If it was Snyder. And it's possible, Jeremy, that it was a combination of all of these players, that it was Snyder and his law firm, that Desiree Perez, who was both a confidant of the Snyders as well as a consultant to the NFL, was in the middle helping make it happen. And as I say, we have reporting with a source who said that Morris Smith admitted leaking that first email to the Wall Street Journal. Don, one last question. If this stays in court and is not pushed into arbitration in Nevada, Gruden's lawsuit against the NFL, is there a shield law in Nevada? Or will the journalists who wrote these stories, will they be compelled to give up their sources? I would be stunned, Jeremy, if the journalists who wrote these sources would be forced to reveal their sources. We didn't ask them. I don't believe the courts will ask them. What the NFL fears if they lose before the Nevada Supreme Court is that there will then be discovery mm. and Gruden will have subpoena power to subpoena NFL owners, including the commissioner of the NFL and all of these other players we've discussed 
try to get to the bottom of who leaked those emails 21 months ago. So what you're saying is, Don, this might be heading to a point if Gruden succeeds in keeping this out of arbitration, that all those emails, those 650,000 emails will be subject to discovery and anything could be in there. And whoever leaked the emails might be part of that. I mean, it's all coming full circle, possibly. Yes, it could. And you're right. Another potential hazard for the NFL is that all of those emails could be fair game if discovery is greenlit by the Nevada Supreme Court. Mm. And as our reporting shows, Bruce Allen has told Gruden that there's bad stuff in there about everybody in the NFL in those 650,000 emails. Don Vanetta, fascinating stuff. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeremy. I'm Jeremy Schapp. This has been ESPN Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow.